You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes you and causes me to profit and win and overcome in life. I'm so happy to have you with us today. We're going to have a great time learning about leadership. Thank you for taking this journey with me. And leadership is a journey, not a destination, not an event, but it's an ongoing journey. We began a series that I think is wonderful, so so appropriate for, for our journey, and that's about vision. We're talking about vision, seeing beyond the now. That's what visionaries do. They see beyond uh, the now situations, the now circumstances, see beyond where people are in the now. And in each one of these lessons, we have a subtopic. This is our, our fourth lesson, and we're talking about uh, securing God's vision. We've been talking about that for uh, the last few lessons, securing God's vision. How do we receive a genuine vision from God? That's what we've been talking about for a while now. How do we receive it? We said in prior episodes that there are three things involved, and I've divided these three things into three parts to receiving a God-given vision, separating asking, hearing, separating, asking, hearing. We're talking about receiving. How do I receive separating, spending time alone with God? You have to separate from the crowd. And sometimes you have to fast a little bit. And I'm not talking about a 40-day fast. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pushing away from the table a little bit, maybe a meal or two where you just focus on God. Give yourself time to, to, to empty out all these demands and everything that you've been thinking about and just focus. Get your Bible uh however you read the Bible, your tools, your journal, and separate from people, uh, go to a solitary place, spending time alone with God, separating, because God rarely speaks to us in a crowd. Then asking. Asking has to do with prayer. We've learned from the scriptures that revelation comes as a result of us calling on God. We are asking 
and then he downloads us revelation. Prayer is so vital to receiving a revelation of God's vision for your life or your career, your, your business, your organization, your church, your ministry. Prayer, you gotta, you gotta give quality time to, to praying. And then the third part is what we're talking about now is hearing. This third part is hearing, and we've been talking for about this for a while. There are seven perspectives to hearing God's voice, seven. Each one of these perspectives start with the P, principle, plan, position, promises, prophetic, proving, and problem. In our last episode, we talked about the principle. We also talked about having a plan. Then we talked about position. Where does God speak? And then we talked about promises, praying God's word. In this, in this episode, in this fourth lesson, we're going to talk about the prophetic side of hearing God, and we're going to talk about the proving side of hearing God, and we're going to talk about the problem that many people deal with in hearing God. So let's talk about number five, the prophetic. When we talk about the prophetic side, the prophetic side relates to or has to do with the future. It relates to or has to do with the future. John chapter 16, verse 13, listen to what Jesus says. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he, the spirit of truth, the one who lives on the inside of the born-again believer, he will guide you, guide us into all truth. He will tell you things to come. He'll reveal to you things about the future. There is a prophetic side to hearing from God. He will reveal. And I keep a journal. And I pray that you keep a journal. I ask you to suggest that you keep a journal. I keep a journal of the things that God speaks to me. I'll date what he said, and I'll put the hour he said it, the date, and the time he said it, because I want to go back and I want to rehearse that. I want to listen to it and, and look at it over and over and over. And many of the things that God has spoken to me about were futuristic. They were things that were prophetic. It was prophetic declarations that God gave me. And some of those things has come to pass. And other of those things that date all the way back to the early 80s have not yet come to pass, but it's prophetic, having to do or relating to the future. The Holy Spirit, a part of his assignment is to show you some things to come. The three components of prophetic insight, three components of prophetic insight. Number one, revelation. Number two, interpretation, and number three, application. 
number one, revelation, number two, interpretation, and number three, application. Revelation is what is heard or seen. Revelation. What did the Holy Spirit show you? What 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 did you see? Maybe you saw something or you heard something. Well, that's revelation. Whatever you heard, whatever you saw, that's revelation. Interpretation is what is the meaning of what you heard? What is the meaning of what you you saw? That's why I keep a journal. And many times I have to pray out those things because if you looked at my journal and really I don't allow people to go through my journal, no one goes through my journal because if they went through my journal and looked at different things, they would try to interpret those things out of their minds and they would say this mean this and that mean that. And I don't know how they would know because there are many things in my journal I don't fully have the full understanding of what that statement mean, what that thought mean, what God was saying here. That's why I keep a journal, because it was revealed to me. It's something I saw. It's something that I heard, but I'm still working on the interpretation. See, I'm working on the interpretation. I'm praying about the interpretation. I'm waiting on the interpretation. Interpretation has to do what is the meaning. I saw this and I recorded in my journal. I was sleeping. I saw something. I recorded in my journal. I heard something and God often sleep, speaks to me in my sleep. And I, I wake up and I write it down in my journal. Yeah, but the interpretation that's revelation. It was revealed. But the interpretation is totally different. That's a different component of prophetic insight. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, you saw it. But what does it mean? That's interpretation. And you have to pray about the interpretation. Then thirdly, application. Application is what should I do with what I heard and what I saw. What should I do with what I heard and what I saw? And the reason why it's so very important for you to keep a journal is because often when God reveals something to you, you either see something or you hear something. Uh, if you don't write it down, don't record it, and especially if it happens in the night season, you wake up in the morning and it's gone. You, you can't remember all the details of it. In fact, sometimes you won't remember anything. That's why I always, the moment I hear or see, I'll record it in my journal. We're talking about the prophetic. There's a prophetic side to hearing from God. The Holy Spirit has come to show you things to come. And that gives us an advantage of praise of God for the advantage we have is that God will prepare us ahead of time for things, warn us about things. There's a prophetic sign. Then number six, there are seven perspectives. Number six is proving. Now, proving has to do with putting the utterance the revelation or directive to the test of validity. You see, 
everything that you see, everything that you hear may not be God. It may not be God. It may be a vision, but was it from God? It may be a voice, but was, was it from God? It may be something you heard. It may be something you sensed, but is it from God? The Bible said that there are many voices in the world. There's a voice of the world. There's the voice of our flesh. Then there's a, the voice of Satan, the voice of demons. There's the voice of culture, the voice of our emotions. There are many voices in the world. So a big part of hearing from God is proving it, proving. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, it says, test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Put everything to a test. Someone said, well, I saw an angel. Yeah, put it to the test. Well, I, I had a vision. I had a dream. You need to put it to the test. The Bible said, test all things and hold fast to that which is good, which means everything that you hear, everything that you see, may not be God. It may be God. It may not be God. So the Bible says, prove it, put it to the test, and then hold fast to that which is good. Now, listen at this. How do I test revelation? How do I test the directive? How do I test the, the thing that I hear, the thing that I, that I see? How do I know whether it's from God or not? Well, I give you some indicators. Number one, does the revelation magnify God? Does it magnify God? You said, well, you know, God spoke to me and showed me this is my mate. And you are married and he's showing you someone else is your mate. Or you are single and God is showing you a married person is your mate, your life partner. And you're going to proceed out of that and you end up in an adulterous relationship. Does that magnify God? You breaking up families, does that bring up God? Does that magnify him? If acted on what you heard, what you saw, does it magnify God? You got to put it to the test. You got to run it through. Well, I saw this, I heard this, I had this dream. Does it magnify God? If you act on it, will it magnify God? Would it bless God? Would it, would it, would it enhance God in the eyes of people? Number two, does it lead you closer to Jesus? Does it lead others closer to Jesus? Put it to the test. If you act on this revelation, will it lead you closer to God? If you act on what you saw, what you heard, will it cause others to be closer to God? Thirdly, does it agree with Scripture? Does what you heard, you say, I saw an angel. I, I had a dream. I had a vision. God said to this, I heard the Holy Spirit. Well, does it agree with the scripture? Because the Holy Spirit is never going to speak to you about something that contradicts scripture. You say, wow, how do you know that? Because the Bible says in 2 Peter that the Holy Spirit, that, meant that, that the scriptures didn't come by private interpretation. In other words, it wasn't 
men just deciding I'm going to write the scriptures. I'm going to write the Bible. The Bible said holy, holy men were moved by the Spirit of God. They wrote as they were inspired by God. So the scripture has been inspired by God. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the author of the scriptures. So the Holy Spirit will not lead you in a way that contradicts what he authored in scripture. So you have to always put it to the test. You said, God, I, I heard a voice and it said, take your life. Well, the, the Bible tells you that thou shalt not kill. That is not a revelation from the spirit of God. That's not God. The scriptures say you'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So it couldn't be God. So you got to take the revelation and you're going to ask, does it agree with the scripture? What you heard, what you saw, the revelation, the directive, is it consistent with scripture? And then finally, does it bless people? Whenever God instructs you, speaks to you, directs you, gives you a vision, it's going to always bless people. It's not going to exploit people. It's not going to destroy people. It's not going to hurt people. It's going to build them, enhance them, increase them, cause them to be closer to God. Does it bless people? This sixth perspective is so very important. And, and you see many times Christians get off into things that are really unscriptural. Years ago, years ago, I remember some members of my church got caught up into a, they were going to, I won't say a psychic, but they were going to, uh, I guess a so-called prophet, I guess they, you know, this person would give them readings. You know, this person, they were going, these members of my church, they were going to this person, they gave them readings, but they had to pay. So they're going to pay for the reading, and this person is going to give you a, a, a reading about the scripture. Well, see, the moment I heard that, I understood. Listen, you, it's unscriptural to go to people and they give you a prophetic word that you got to pay for or some kind of reading about your future. Because the Bible speaks of familiar spirits. Well, that person showed me everything. They should say some things about my life. There was no way they could have known that. No, 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 no. There is a, a godly gift of the spirit call the word of knowledge. It's supernatural revelation of things past and present. That's, but there's also a counterfeit causal familiar spirit. If Christians going to psychics, going to people, you're paying for readings and all that, that's unscriptural. It's unbiblical. There's nothing scriptural about that. The Bible warns us against familiar spirits. A familiar spirit is simply a demon spirit who gives people information about you because they are familiar about your life. But the moment you got to dash out, I'm going to give you this money and you give me a, a, a revelation of the future. There, that's not even, that's not scriptural. For you got to go to somebody, you got to pay them, and then they're going to give you something about your future. That's a psychic phenomena. The Bible speaks against that. that that's a for, form of witchcraft. Well, 
you'll know that if you know it the Bible, because the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you outside of the scriptures. Got it? So number seven, let's close by looking at number seven. Number seven perspective is the problem. First Kings 1912, God uh, manifests himself, visit Elijah. He's in a cave over a hundred miles outside of the will of God. God asked him, what is he doing here in this cave? And then God began to manifest himself. Verse 12 says, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Elijah heard a still, small voice. This still, small voice recorded in Scripture really can be defined as a delicate, gentle, low whisper. And that's how God normally speaks. He normally doesn't speak in this booming voice, in this loud voice. Sometimes it may be loud in your spirit, but for the most part, it's a still, small voice, a delicate, gentle, low whisper. You see, much of the time, God doesn't shout. God doesn't shout. A major problem that Christians have and believers have, have in hearing God if we is that we often demand the sensational. We, we demand the sensational. The greatest hindrance to the supernatural is the spectacular. And that's what we want. We want some spectacular. We don't want to be tingled. We, we want some outlandish. Often when the Holy Spirit speaks and leads us, it can best be described as a subtle, gentle prompting, a quiet nudge just on the inside. There's a nudge. Sometimes there's just a peace there. there there's a peace, just a nudge. And when it's a warning, sometimes it's just a, a hesitance, a check, an uneasiness in our spirit. Sometimes his leading is an inspired thought that comes out of seemingly nowhere. It's not a product of our analytical thinking. Usually when God speaks, we're not trying to think it through. That's where a lot of people get over into human reasoning. When God reveals himself, it's not a product of our analytical thinking. That's brain power. No. When he drops a thought down on us, it comes out of nowhere. We wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't on our mind. It comes seemingly out of nowhere. It's subtle. Remember that. That's the problem people have, and they want something spectacular when God speaks to us in our spirit much of the time, a quickening, a prompting, an unction in our spirit. We'll know something. That's why separating is so important. Get into a quiet place moving away from the crowd, because often when God leads us, it's very gentle. I want to conclude the, the, the few minutes that I have on some uh, talking on a practical level. How do I get a vision for my organization? 
the process involves, and I, 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 I heard this somewhere, so I don't remember where I heard it. Look within you, look behind you, look around you, look above you. Look within you, look behind you, look around you, look above you. How do I get a vision for my organization? Look within you. What do you feel? What burns in you? Great visions, someone says, is an inside job. Look within you. Look behind you. What have you learned? What have you experienced? Understanding your personal history can help you identify themes and patterns struggles and beliefs that underscore why you care about something. What makes you uh, it, it just, just, it's just there in the inside. It burns on the inside of you. What has happened in your experience? What have you learned what are the issues that have evolved over the course of your life? Look behind you. Look around you. What is happening to others? What are people struggling with? What are the need gaps? My pastor, my son, Michael uh, K., Pastor Michael K., has led us into a series on mental health Um hope for the now. And he had an unction just seeing what's going on around us. People are struggling with mental health issues. In fact, Christians are struggling with mental health issues. So what are people struggling with? What are the need gaps? Look above you. What is God saying to you and what does God expect of you? If you'll just walk through and spend time and, and begin to meditate on some of these questions, God will begin to crystallize a vision concerning uh, what he wants you to do in life. Now, listen, I got to close, but we're not finished. We're going to get into some more. We're going to talk about the character of a vision from God. What does it look like? Uh, how can we recognize a true vision from God? It's going to be a blessing. You don't want to miss this. I look forward to seeing you t next time, and I pray that you have a very successful week.
Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. 